If you listen to the end of the episode, you'll know how excited I am about this new mouse that I have. Hi, everybody. My name is Jordan Reed. And I'm Lindsay Reed. And this is Spooky Spouses, a podcast about ghosts and stuff. Each week, we talk about things like cryptozoology. Uh, A cool new mouse that I have. True crime. Um, Not just gadgets and stuff. Paranormal stories. And we also review our favorite Amazon products. Anything spooky related. We don't do those uh, Amazon products. We do everything that Lindsay said. Although we did one episode where you reviewed like ghost hunting equipment, Amazon reviews on those products. Yeah, you're right. And they were pretty funny. Yeah, they were funny, I think. Yeah. Well, every single week since we decided not to do an Amazon review podcast, Lindsay and I will both research a topic separately of one another. Lindsay will go to Amazon.com and I will go to AskJeeves.com and then ask Jeeves where Amazon is. And then we reconvene inside of our house and then we discuss what we've researched with each and every one of you and each other for the very first time. And this week, I'm going to dedicate my portion of the show to coffee in general, actually. <laughs> okay. Yeah, because no, we just... No, any reason or... Yeah, well, because we ordered some coffee from friend of the network, uh, Flying Crow, out of Vermont. Ah, uh, yes. Or New Hampshire? New Hampshire, Vermont? It's around, the, it's around that area. Yeah. And, you know, it's very good. It and is very good. I'm drinking some right now. And we're not sponsored. I just like this coffee. It's very nice. Yeah, and I will dedicate my portion of the show to, I don't know, tea. Because okay. there's a lot of tea drinkers out there, <laughs> yeah. you know, Yeah. and maybe they sell tea as well. Flying Crow might sell tea. Yeah. And if they don't, then maybe you should sell tea. Yeah. What are you even doing? The spook tea spouses. Oh, that's fine. Yeah. Spook tea spouses blend. What that's would a hard your, one to say. What would your blend of tea taste like? If um, someone said, Lindsay, I need a blend of tea that when people drink it, they know kind of a lot about you as a person. Um, It would be called... I don't leave the house blend (laughs) Um, and it would just be kind of a mystery like why doesn't she leave the house is she scared to leave the house is there something out there is she a recluse like what's happening why isn't she leaving the house you mean to tell me that from the flavor of your tea people would know that about you yeah well it's kind of like a potion Oh, cool. Yeah. I guess teas are kind of the whole act of like the hot water and then you dip the tea in. It is potion-like. It is sort of potion-like. It spreads around and it's really neat. So like instead of saying I'm going to make a cup of tea, maybe it's cooler to say like I'm going to make a cup of potion. It's really tea is really potion-like. Because there's like factors of it that like support your immune system or your digestive system like It kind of is like a little potion. It's an elixir because you're also using like dried leaves and plants. And it's like, how else could you justify, oh, I'm just going to I'm just going to soak a bunch of weird dry leaves in a bunch of water. That sounds weird to say. But if you're like, I'm having tea, which is the exact same thing. Yeah. It sounds okay. Is tea is the new potion. Yeah. Or was always the potion. If this is your first time listening to the show, this is the kind of highbrow, very, very smart <laughs> stuff uh, you can expect. Hey, B, before yeah. we actually start, I want to say thank you so much to our friends over at Discount Cemetery. They just launched some new products. They continue to launch new products, and we just ordered a few things from them. Lynn's got a cool crop top. Yes, that just says cemetery on it. It's so vague, and I love it. <laughs> but they have a lot of other stuff. We have um, their Shining t-shirts, which are really cool. Um, we I, have have, a, I have a Poltergeist t-shirt. We have an Apollo, like, it's like the Apollo 13, like, crew staff kind of shirt. Like the, the how, how Stanley Kubrick might have faked it. Yes, and then, like, there's so many cool stuff on their site. Just check it out. They have You have a bloodbath shirt. They have glow-in-the-dark ones. Yeah. And they're awesome, they're affordable, and they're just super cool. And the people who run it are also super cool, and they're just very nice. And I just feel very thankful that we've met them through our show and that they have great products, and it's 
an independent company. It's great. Check them out on Instagram, I think, is where they do most of their work. Yeah. Discount Cemetery. I think it's just discountcemetery.com. Yes. It's probably not discountcemetery.net, but if it is, that's cool too, but I don't think it is. We could just look it up. Nah. Okay. You'll find them. (laughs) You'll find them. (laughs) Linz, I think you are first this week. Am I? If you want to be. Yeah. I'll be first this week. Okay. I wrote these topics down a while ago. And I was rereading them this morning, and I was like, these are actually pretty fun. Oh, really quick. It's episode 131. Oh, yeah. And you, I, you looked up what the angel number was. Yeah. you Before we recorded, you said, this is episode 131. And then I went to look up what 131 and angel numbers meant. And my clock said 1131, which was super weird. That is super weird. But then weird. I actually looked it up, and the angel number 131 encourages you to be true to yourself. Angel number 131 is a message from your angels and the ascending masters that they are supporting and assisting with boosting your courage resolve and self-confidence so that you are able to powerfully manifest your wants needs and desires well there i guess that's just what that means i don't know so i guess we're gonna have a good episode maybe Uh, we'll see that's always debatable okay so i have random topics of some things like currently happening oh okay just to keep you update with the spooky things other spooky things in the world. <laughs> so this is, you, you've you essentially now, at least for this episode, have taken over, this is Lindsay's Breaking Booze Corner. I guess so. Do you want a different name for it? Um, The creepy, uh, yeah. All right. <laughs> All right, great. <laughs> the creepy corner. Okay, so I never thought about this, but we're all worried that Halloween is going to be canceled. And That's true. I don't think it's going to be canceled because you could even do things on Zoom. You could go socially distance, do things. I think make it the best you can make it. My thought is that it's going to be sort of like, you know, when you just leave a thing of candy out and you're like, please only take one. Yeah. But I I bet you it's going to be that. And then maybe a hand sanitizing station right next to it every single house. Or hand out like hand sanitizers. Or hand out the candy with those little grabby arms, like the long extended arms. Yeah, the gopher things. Yeah, where like if you need to grab something up high. Yeah, get creative. Like maybe you're a Wendigo and you decorate your gopher like a big arm and it reaches out the window and gives it. And then you're like the talk of the town. Or you stand on your roof. Now bear with me. And you throw candy? Well... You could do that and mm-hmm. just throw it into the bag, or you could drop it down the gutter, which maybe, and then it'll <laughs> spit out the bottom, but maybe you've like turned your gutter into like a snake or something cool. Yeah. Or like that reminds me of like when you go to the bank drive throughs and there's the big suction tube. Those are, those are like wild. Banks open up Halloween night, have kids drive through and suction uh, them candy. So like cool their idea. parent can take them because Halloween's always cold and wet and you know sad anyways that's true your awesome new cool costume gets all soaked and muddy and gross yeah but (laughs) yeah but so anyways a lot of people that bank on and rely on making most of their money are haunted houses oh yeah and that's kind of a hard thing to do when you have to socially distance i mean you don't want crowds you don't want lines you don't want actors coming close or screaming i mean that's that's a recipe for disaster how creepy would a haunted house be where it's set up just the way a standard haunted house is set up and i feel like now there's like you know haunted houses are pretty scary it's always like different rooms and music and fog and whatever Mm -hmm. if there was no one in it so you were constantly (laughs) just like it's it's like in horror movies when the like suspense music is kicking in. And but you, do you know that there's no one in it when you go? Nope. Nope. You you sure don't. You think you're going to get spooked and it's going to be scary, <laughs> but there's no one ever in it. But maybe you hear like creaking floorboards or something. So it's just nonstop suspense. Well, somebody in Tokyo, Dashi Ono, I'm sorry if I pronounced that wrong, but he came up with a really cool solution. So they have a big production company, and I guess they make a lot of their money. Like they, the holiday season, they make enough for the whole year. That's awesome. So this is really important to him and his actors and his artists and all that stuff. And they're also known as the Scare Squad. I do not. <laughs> they do have the Japanese pronunciation of it, but I cannot say it. So I can give it a shot. But yeah, I give don't want to <laughs> go for the it. The Kawagarasi Setai. 
Sure, that sounds good to me. Sure, but that's basically translated to the Scare Squad. Did you come up with that name and then they... And then they <laughs> Did they buy that name off of you? No. Because you have been wearing a lot of Gucci lately, and I'm thinking that you might have made a lot of money from selling (laughs) Scare Squad. No. Okay. Um, But they have come up with the idea of a drive-through haunted house. Okay. Now, okay, that sounds really tacky, but it's actually kind of scarier than a real haunted house, and this is why. So... Having the drive-in because they cannot get close to customers, but you're in the comfort of your own car. So you drive through scenes that this production company has done and your car will be like basically on one of those like conveyor belts that you go through like a car wash. That's awesome. So it's programmed to stop at certain times so they can have a big production. That is so cool. Also... The distance between customers and the cast, usually you can only go so close. But between a window, you could basically go right up to that window. You could smash your face against a window with like fake blood all over it and whatever. Exactly. And that's what they're planning on doing. They're meeting all the health requirements that are said. And they're like, actually, we're very excited because now we can do more performance-based scary art. We don't have to worry about customers you know getting too scared or going down the wrong way because they're confined to their cars and we can kind of rub blood and everything and scare them in their car and also he thinks it brings up the whole fear of being confined to a space i was about to say that exact same thing because you already have that working for you like locking the doors and whatever else and then you also charge an extra 10 bucks at the end and be like, you want us to wash your car for you? Wash all the fake blood off <laughs> I was going to say, they whatever. should set this up next to like a car wash. And then, yeah. like that car wash just banks money. Like you just go right into the next line so of the car they wash. So then they have scare squad. And then for an extra 10 bucks, you get scrub squad. And then they can scrub your car for you. Yeah, he said, you know, the distance between customers and cast has gotten shorter. And since they're only a window between them. This is going to be fun. Unlike a traditional haunted house where guests can flee if frightened, customers are confined to their cars and cannot escape the whole 13-minute performance. 13 minutes is a long time to be scared. Yeah. I At first, I read it and I was like, it's only 13 minutes. But I'm like, you think you walk through a haunted house it takes not even 10 minutes to walk through. When you were first discussing the drive-through haunted house, yeah. my, my brain, because, you know, I... Eh, I think it's like I love it's my love of food paired with not being the smartest. I <laughs> thought like a Wendy's drive through where you yeah. drive up and then someone's at the window. They just go, uh, boo, I guess. And then you leave <laughs> and then you go to another one and then it's a zombie. And they just go, right, that's scary. OK, <laughs> then you go to another one and it's like someone with a fake knife and they like pretend to stab you in the car like, oh, going to get you. OK, thanks. Yeah. Here, but here's your hamburger. I think it's a pretty cool idea. Um, the next- that's an awesome idea. It is. I mean, you got to make do to what you have right now. And honestly, I think they're going to be so excited about this. Well, because you hear about haunted houses and like sometimes people get punched and stuff like yeah. people get scared and yeah. like the actors are probably like, oh, this is going to be great. <laughs> I can't wait this year. Maybe I only get punched five times. <laughs> but this honestly seems like a better idea than really a does. standard haunted house. Not yeah. only is it safer for everybody involved, it's scarier. Right. And you can do more with set design. You can do more with, I don't know, all sorts of stuff, I guess. Right. And you just have people sign release forms saying, like, they can touch your car and, you know, do whatever outside of the car. Yeah. yeah. But the next story that I have is, I mean, the San Francisco Golden Gate Bridge is, like, already kind of, like, a lot of lore around it. It's yeah. always, like, foggy. You know, it's... It's a creepy kind of bridge, actually. It is. It just got creepier. Oh, good. Uh, They are saying now the Golden Gate Bridge has finally found its voice. Its voice? (laughs) Is it like a family of crows and they all crow in unison? (laughs) No, but kind of crows. Oh, cool. Um, A lot of the locals are saying it's driving them nuts. They can't Uh, driving, get it? Because you... Oh, yeah. (laughs) 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 Um, So... Apparently, there was a retrofit, like, construction project that happened for, like, safety reasons. Oh, okay. And to help the structural integrity of the bridge. 
So the way that they did this, the way that the wind, because the the bay brings in a lot of wind, the way that the wind hits this new safety retrofit, it makes a howling noise. Oh, you love to hear that, huh? So it sounds, I listen to it, it's loud. Like people are posting videos of it, like driving underneath it. And it's like they're yelling because it's that loud. Holy smokes. And it sounds like like a howl or a scream. You'll have to watch a video. It's really intense. It sounds eerie and it screams. And it like, because of the fog and everything, it just makes it really creepy. Does it sound anything like, so you said it like screams? Yeah. Does it sound anything like this? Oh, that's the wrong one. Hold on. Does it sound anything like this? Oh, hold on. Does it sound anything like this? Oh, my phone just stopped. Does it sound anything like that? No, it doesn't sound like a go. It sounds creepier. It's like a whistle hum, howl, or even scream is what they were reporting. The high winds blowing through the newly installed railing slats along the bike path of the bridge has caused this. So so it's just your standard railing slats behavior. Yeah, so the very high winds, which is pretty much going on all day. Yeah, it's super windy there. It just is like making haunting sounds like after we record i'll play the video and if you want to look it up you can find it super easy a lot of people have posted videos about it it's a creepy like haunting hum that's pretty cool and it's loud well i say it's cool i guess just the fact that it's happening is kind of neat because oh hey science yeah but i bet you it's not cool to hear all the time no like the locals are mad well one of our buddies lives around the area chris if you're listening, drive to San Francisco and record it for us um, and then drive home right away. <laughs> or we could just look at it. I mean, he's no, like 40 minutes away. That's fine. Chris. Okay. Going <laughs> to need you to do it, I guess. All right. <laughs> so the last stories that I have are really gross and they're about snakes. We saw a snake yesterday. We did see a snake yesterday. It was big. It crossed our path while we were hiking. You know, really quick. Why don't we just tell people what we did yesterday? Because it was super cool. Okay. We went on a big hike. Yeah. And we were we were looking because we love mushrooms. It's fun to find mushrooms in the wild and eat them because that's kind of spooky to do. That's kind of like trollish behavior, <laughs> you know? Witch behavior. That's yeah, kind of witchy. Mm-hmm. So we were out looking for mushrooms and then we realized that it's pawpaw season. And if you don't know what a pawpaw is, it looks like... It looks like a mini mango, but they're green. Yeah. And they taste like a mix between a banana and an avocado. Yeah. And I think they're super good. Linz doesn't like them a whole lot. I'm on the fence with them. But we were we were out looking for mushrooms and then we realized pawpaws, baby. And then we were surrounded by pawpaws. So we got a bunch. And then we found some mushrooms and that was really cool. And then we saw a snake. And you know, we just had a really fun day. <laughs> <laughs> well, you want to hear about some not fun snake adventures? Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, um, so the first one is a woman was camping outside and she felt really sick to the point that she couldn't even like move the next day. I don't like this already. Um, They took her to the hospital. The doctors pulled a four foot snake from the woman's throat. What are it, you talking about? It had slithered in her mouth as she slept. Okay, so more importantly than this, <laughs> how deep does this woman sleep that a snake Apparently can crawl really in your mouth? Well, I thought about that too, and I'm like, well, if you're out camping and say like you do that a lot, and you have a hard time sleeping outdoors, which I can get, a lot of people yeah. don't like it, they'll take sleeping pills. Do you so think- if you're in a deep sleep... <laughs> do you think- so do you think this lady was like, you know... I'm sleeping outside. I'm camping. I might as well live it up. I don't know how much Ambien is too much Ambien, which I think that's the one that makes you sleep. I think so. I don't know. But let's just say, you know, Ambien, a single dose comes in like a pop can, like a standard pop can. Yeah. If she was like, I'm chugging five of these things and chugged five pop cans worth of Ambien. Hope a snake doesn't crawl in my throat. Oh, good night. Well, it made me think of like that whole thing about people say that you swallow so many spiders in your sleep or something you know what i want to know huh how do they okay so like there there are certain certain statistics that people say that people just go oh okay i believe that yeah who's doing that test who's watching people sleep every day for a year and going oh you swallowed there probably is someone out there they test everything 
I feel like maybe they're watching us from our cell phones specifically to see how many spiders we swallow. <laughs> maybe the spiders are reporting it. <laughs> On spider spiderchat.net. Yeah. Uh, .net or .web. We lost <laughs> Daryl this week. He crawled into a mouth. He crawled into, yeah, Sharon's mouth. And then, but our buddy down the road, um, Tyler, the snake, uh, crawled inside a woman's mouth and he was just doing it as like a joke, but he was like, I'm still going. Yeah. Oh, it hasn't woken up yet. I'm pretty sure that the snake was deceased after being pulled from <laughs> the lady's throat. But I mean, four foot, four foot of this, like, that's how much, how was it just in her throat? Was it like coiled in her throat or did it like go into her system? I wonder if. If it's a telltale sign that you have a snake in your throat, literally, because your S's become longer. Oh. I'm starting to feel sleepy. <laughs> <laughs> Something is hurting my th- my throat, and I don't know what it is. <laughs> uh, the funniest thing I thought about this, well, and there's nothing funny about the story, but the funny thing <laughs> about the story was that the huh? doctor just said, quote, uh, not to sleep outside. <laughs> <laughs> that was the doctor's like the, advice. You, there's no medicine for this, but you know what I'll say? Don't sleep outside. Just don't sleep outside. That's like I went to I was running like marathons and stuff back in the day and I started getting really bad shin splints and like fractures in my feet and I went to a podiatrist that I knew and so she was a little more comfortable with me, but she basically like did you know, the scans and everything, and we found the fractures and stuff, and her advice was basically like, don't run these. They're overrated. (laughs) Like, just don't. (laughs) You know what I'll say? Don't. And I did for a little bit longer, and then you know what? I don't anymore. So (laughs) I guess she was right. Just don't do it. What would you do if you swallowed a four-foot snake? I don't know. Well, I mean, I guess take it out of there. What would you do? How about this? What would you do if you found out that the reason you weren't feeling well is because there was a four foot snake in your body? That's terrifying. Afterwards. How would you go on? What would you do? I don't know. I wouldn't sleep outside like the doctor said. (laughs) Would you go outside ever again? I already don't really go outside. So whatever. There is a lot of snakes around here because we live in the woods. My dad threw one with a stick. Yeah. Well, he got it out of here. He didn't like it. That guy was like at least, what, five feet? Who, my dad? (laughs) (laughs) No, the snake. My dad's kind of short. Yeah, he's kind of short. He's like maybe five. (laughs) That snake was like a David Reed size. That snake was over, it was over six foot, I believe. Yeah, that was a big snake. And my dad threw it with a stick. I think it was just like a water snake, but he was, he had been living his best life. He still is. We didn't hurt him. No. The last one is a man in Australia returned home on Monday and tried to enjoy a little bit of lunch when two huge snakes had fallen to from his kitchen ceiling. That's all, you know, the whole thing, Australia to me seems like a place where you're no more than six foot away from an animal or an insect that could absolutely kill you in one second. Well, I guess a ceiling foot. Yeah, away from a ceiling foot. Well, I mean... <laughs> you're one ceiling away from... A- you're, death. you're one story away at any given moment from a quick and uncertain death. Yeah. Well, the two snakes that fell, um, I think they're called carpet pythons. I thought you were going to say, I think they're called Carl and I thought you were going to tell me their names. <laughs> Carl and Pat. Um, <laughs> but one was nine and a half feet long. Uh, that's about nine foot too long for me. And the other one was a little over eight feet. Those are humongous snakes. Yeah, they had um, the North Snake Catcher Association in oh. Australia uh, <sighs> relocated them and removed them from the property. So they didn't kill them either. But that guy, yeah, just sitting down for a little bit of lunch and... Two pythons fell from your ceiling. Gonna have a little lunch about. <laughs> That's isn't that what like because in Australia they say walk about. Yeah. You think you have a lunch about? You might. A lunch about. Yeah, you might. Quick little, <laughs> quick lunch about. <laughs> okay. <laughs> lunch about. This is gonna be for like the next hour of my life. A little snake, snake. Snake, snake snack. Anyways, uh, that's very scary. Those st- th- those stories are very well, scary. that reminds me of the time that I was writing you a grocery list. 
Oh, yeah, you're right. Instead of this actually pertains to the story really well. This was what, like six years ago? Yeah. So in like writing a grocery list really fast, I gave it to Jordan and I hadn't realized that instead of putting lunch snacks, I put lunch snakes. Yeah. <laughs> and Jordan pointed it out to me and it was kind of silly and funny. But now it really pertains to this guy's lunch. It does. Lunch snakes. And it also pertains to our lives because I think 80% of the time when we go to the grocery store and we're talking about getting snacks, we'll say, we'll just grab some lunch snakes. I know, but now you have to be careful because they might fall from your ceiling. If you live in Australia, yes, they will fall lunch from your snakes. ceiling. You might have some lunch snakes. Uh, lunch about. That ain't a 14 lunch about. Lunch about. That's well, that's all I have. That's cool. That's great. <laughs> I like those stories a lot. Thank you, Lindsay. You're welcome. Well, I don't know. What do you think? Haunted housekeeping, probably? probably. Uh, I mean, it's it, pretty dusty in here. Let's be spontaneous and go to the haunted housekeeping zone yeah, that we, we need, do, which we do all the time. We need to sanitize. Mm-hmm. You're right. Yeah. Because ghosts need to be safe, too. They do. I don't think many people look out for them and their safety. And They need to start wearing masks, but... Well, yeah. Well, some have masks, right? Like, some are like scary demos. Why do demos... Why do demons have masks on? I don't know, because like, they like it. Okay. <laughs> I feel like you and I could unpack that for about 20 to 30 minutes, but I think let's just move on, huh? Yeah. Okay. Well, we will see each and every one of you in the Haunted Housekeeping Zone in three... Two... Snakes. One. Well, yeehaw, saddle up, partners, and hop on your haunted, headless horse, and welcome to the Haunted Housekeeping Zone. Why don't you come along with us? If you have any questions regarding haunted, headless horses, a cryptid that you once saw and behind your house. Maybe just a cupboard that keeps talking to you. If there's a particular pair of shoes that when you put on, you see nothing but ghosts. Or an Ikea table that you just can't seem to put together by yourself. If you're dealing with any of these things specifically, or anything just kind of spooky and unexplainable, and you want to ask us about it, or even just tell us, you can. You can call our haunted hotline. The phone number is 803-816-2667 or 803-816-BOOZE. That's the scarier number and I like that one better. That's fine. And that's just Lindsay's preference. You can call our haunted hotline or text it any time of day or any time of night. And please don't worry, it will go directly to voicemail so you don't have to talk to a human being at all. We'll do our best to give you probably mediocre advice or maybe you just want to have us talk about it. We can talk about it. Again, the phone number is 803-816-2667 or 803-816-BOOZE. And if you happen to be looking for some really spooky but also extremely fashion-forward pants or shorts or just drip in general, you can check out our friends over at Native Language Clothing. It's spooky cozy season, so why not have spooky cozy drip? Yeah, you can get yourself a really cool hoodie and matching shorts and wear them around your house when you're just, you know, having a pumpkin spice latte with almond milk. They have like Sherpa shorts and they're tie-dye, so it's like the best of both worlds. You can go to nativelanguageclothing.com or check out their Instagram, Native Language Clothing, and do some clicking and some scrolling. And at checkout, you can use the promo code SPOOKYSPOUSES, all one word, all lowercase, and get 30% off your entire order. And that's a lot of percent off. That's a spooky sale. Yeah, it is. So again, that's Native Language Clothing. Use the promo code Spooky Spouses, all one word, all lowercase at checkout and get 30% off. Say you have your comfy Native Language shorts on and you're like, you know, I just need a really cool spooky shirt to go with this. You can go check out our friends at DiscountCemetery.com. There you'll find things like Kubrick stuff, The Burbs, and Don't Tell Mom, The Babysitter's Dead, which is a super cool shirt. Or you can just literally get a shirt that says Cemetery on it. I did. Lindsay did. And it's wonderful. So check out our friends at Discount Cemetery on Instagram, Twitter, or Doc. Our show is a proud member of the Scavengers Network 
family of podcasting friends and podcasting podcasters. You can go to scavengersnetwork.com and check out some of the other great shows on the network. Or you can go to spookyspousescast.com, do some scrolling around, check out some of our cool merch on there that Lindsay designed. And then from there, you can also check out the Scavengers Network website. Sounds great. <laughs> and as always, we would like to thank each and every one of you for listening to our show, for supporting our show, and most importantly, for telling people about our show. Thank you, spooky buddies, and stay spooky. And now, here is an advertisement in audio form for a podcast that we enjoy. Hey, Eli, do you want to help me make an improvised fantasy adventure podcast? Hey, Ty, that sounds fun. Do we want to bring in all of our friends to play with us? Nope, just you. Okay, will I be on the whole time? Actually, no, you'll be on for three to six episodes, and then we'll bring on another guest. Okay, is one of us going to be the main character? Nope, you're all just going to be side characters in a larger story. Okay, but this podcast is going to be hard to find, right? Nope, just look up Side Character Quest on whatever podcast app you like, or just go to SideCharacterQuest.com. Okay, but you promise not to kill my character, right? No promises. Uh, oh no. <laughs> Welcome back to the show, even though this has always been the show since we started recording, but welcome back. Nice to have you. Nice to have you. Isn't this nice? <laughs> this nice. Uh, okay, so Linz, I know that off mic, you told me you were like, how much more Glitch in the Matrix stuff do you have? Yeah. And I had some, but I deleted them. But um, <laughs> that's not to say that I won't talk about them again in the future because they're exciting. Yeah. But there was one really quick that uh, this person wrote that their uncle's dog all of a sudden looked totally different and they never made <laughs> mention of it. Okay. Like they knew their uncle. They grew up with their uncle. Sure. You know, family stuff, whatever. Their uncle always had a dog. And then one day when they went to visit their uncle, totally different dog made no mention of the totally different dog. Same name and everything, but it didn't look the same at all. Is he just me I think he's just messing with them. That's the thing about, I mean, if we're going to use that logic for every single unexplained story. Or the dog just got older. No, I mean, like, say it was black and white or something, then all of a sudden it was tan. Yeah, maybe it got a haircut and a color. You know, it could have gone to a stylist. <laughs> yeah, and, and that's and that's something that you and I never really think about. Yeah, it's weird. I don't know. I do agree that the glitch in the Matrix stuff is weird. Mm -hmm. But it's, like I said, I have to see it to believe it. I just don't, I don't know. I don't know either, but I think that's the whole point of the paranormal adjacent stuff, uh, anything, right? We right. we don't know if it's totally bogus, sorry, bodily togus, yeah. or factual or whatever. And it's just, this this whole show and the whole paranormal world is really just plain pretend in hopes that you see something cool. Yeah, that's that, true. That makes your pretend less pretendy and more not pretendy. But I have a story from the subreddit Paranormal. Okay. We're getting back into the ghost stuff. Okay. And then I have something neat I want to start talking about, a new subreddit I found that I'm very excited about. Um, You're going to just guess it right now? Yeah. Okay. Uh, All right. Um, the Pants Society. Pants? Yeah. Where you find and look at pants. Okay. Do you have another guess? Because um, that one could not be any more incorrect. Okay. Uh, why do I have four arms? Am I a Buddha? Oh, you mean basically just that's the subreddit that only Goro from Mortal Kombat? Yes. And what was the other one? Shiva? 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 Shiva, I think, I don't know if she had multiple arms. Yeah, she might have. Yeah, yeah, there was a, there was, there was a, a Lady Goro. Yeah. I love Mortal Kombat. <laughs> okay, here is a story from the subreddit Paranormal. This is from, I'm not going to say their name because it doesn't sound great. Okay. But the title is, I dreamed, is it dreamed or dreamt? I thought it was dreamt. It might have been, it might be drunked. I'm yeah. Just, I'm just going to read what, what they wrote. I dreamed about a woman who died 43 years ago. Okay. How did they, they just had a dream and they knew that this woman died 43 years ago. I mean, I could just read you the story. Okay, I'm ready. <laughs> <laughs> Um, 
I like that idea that you like say you're say you're at a video store and you walk up when video stores still existed because yeah. you used to work at one. I did. That would be like someone walking up with like I don't know Event Horizon and they're like, so what is this? Like some Horizon and there's like some event on it or something. And you're like, well, you could just watch the movie. And they went, yeah, okay. I guess I guess I will. That never happened. No, but okay, All okay, right. yeah. Here's the story. I have kept this to myself for quite some time, but I guess I'm ready to share this creepy story. A few months ago, I dreamed I was in a big city, somewhere in the American Midwest. Okay. Fingers crossed it was Ohio somewhere. (laughs) (laughs) I was walking around the downtown area when I met this middle-aged woman. We chit-chat a bit as if we both know each other. After a day or two... I've read a news headline about the mysterious death of Teresita Bassa, the same woman whom I've met in the earlier part of my dream. Okay, weird. And then I woke up in the middle of the night, drenched in a cold sweat. I thought it was just a random bad dream, and I shrugged it off. I went back to sleep and had a different dream. Thank God, is what they wrote. When I woke up the following day, I can still remember the details of my dream, even the name of the victim. I googled it, and I got goosebumps, because this was a real person who had passed, and this was the same person they saw in their dream. Yeah. How is this even possible? Question mark. Just a few notes. One, I am not related to this person. Two, I have never read her story online until after I dreamt about her. Three, I have never been to the U.S., The closest thing I've been to the U.S. was Niagara Falls on the Canadian side. Okay. Four, I am currently residing in the Philippines. Obviously, I live on the other side of the planet. I mean, totes obs, yes. (laughs) Five, my earlier post got removed because I posted a link of the news article about this woman's peculiar death. Uh, You can Google it if you want. Interesting. Yeah. Well, because I don't think... I think the most interesting stuff is I've never dreamt of a place that I, I guess I'll rephrase that. I've dreamt of places I've never been, but I've never dreamt of places I've never been that are in other countries. Yeah. like That I've never been at. I've dreamt of probably these make-believe places. Right. But I've never dreamt like... Oh, hey, I'm obviously with Lindsay and we're in front of our fifth ramen shop somewhere in in Japan, our fifth shop of the day, and that place actually exists. Right. Never. I guess if you're watching, I mean, anything can influence your dreams. The only thing I'm thinking of is like you're watching a movie that took place in the Midwest. Then you're kind of, you're getting the scenery, you're getting the culture. Uh, Yeah. Then maybe you would be dreaming of another place that you've never been before. But I think like, well, I can't speak for everybody because I don't know how dreams work and I don't know how everyone else dreams. But at least for me, unless I've actually been to that place, Mm -hmm. say, okay, say we drive past a place or something and I dream about that place later, but we've never been there. Yeah. The place is there, kind of, sort of, but it's a weird like... Uh, weird version of that place that's obviously not real right and there's things about it that would go you know that would lead you to believe oh this is really is not how this place looks irl right and i think it's interesting just because usually dream states they say you're more influenced into like going into like another dimension because you're at a sleep state yeah which could kind of explain why he's talking to someone that has passed it's it's strange too because i feel like when people are getting premonitions or communicating with people they've never met before or whatever because i feel like you you kind of hear about these stories occasionally right i know that our friend kayla had a similar experience Mm -hmm. um with her grandma i believe yeah so I guess maybe when you're asleep, you're more susceptible to communication from otherworldly places. Right. I don't know. I'm not sure. Yeah, it's that's really interesting and weird. I mean, that would definitely shock me a little bit if something like that happened. I mean, I had something similar with seeing my dad, but that was someone I knew. That's right. Uh, meeting someone that you don't know and then... I mean, a lot of times in dreams, I have dreams of people that I don't know. Yes. But I've never then seen them later. It's it's weird. I, I've, I've had dreams and the people's faces and physical features are completely and totally 
made up. Yeah. But I recognize that person as being somebody that I know. Right. Like there have been multiple times where like, I don't know, just a random, like, let's just say Eli Chambers, for 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 example. Oh, flute arms? Flute arm Eli. Yeah. I've dreamt of Eli, but the Eli in my dream, you know, could look like Goro yeah. or something. But I recognize it. would be it. crazy because that'd be a lot of flute arms. It's four flutes. Oh, boy. That's that's 100% more flutes <laughs> than what the standard flute-armed man Eli oh has. Oh, my. I don't know if I could handle the Goro Eli. No, me either. Imagine how loud it would be with those with all oh, the arms. Oh, man. Yeah. Well, either way, I thought that one right. was I thought that one was interesting. It is really interesting. I think that's weird and I think that's a story that is not likely that someone would make up. I mean, it's not like a I found a voodoo doll and then um, I was cursed. Yeah. It's like, hey, I just realized that this strange thing happened to me. Or it's not like a story someone would would make up like our nephew Vigo where, what was it? I had an egg and I cracked it and inside the egg was a ghost. Yeah. For real though. You know what? He's kind of right. Because it's a chicken ghost? Because it's a chicken ghost. Yeah. Wow. That's pretty heady, Vigo. He's smart. Yeah, he's smart. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Well, my next story... Think about this story as a teaser to what could be coming down the pipeline in future episodes. Okay. There's a new, and it's honestly something that I put more, uh, that I believe more than Glitch in the Matrix or something like that. Okay. Even though I want to think Glitch in the Matrix could be, I I think that Glitch in the Matrix is related to this, Mm -hmm. but I really have not ruled out this phenomena. The subreddit is called Dimension Jumping. Okay. Can you guess what the subreddit's about? <laughs> uh, no. I yeah. Know. yeah. It's yeah, really can, hard. Yeah. It's about vegan recipes. It is. It's about my favorite vegan recipes. <laughs> so the first, this is from Reddit. This is from subreddit user Tofurky, please. How do I get to- Tofurky to taste in that Tofurky? How do I get my Tofurky to taste crispy? To taste crispy. <laughs> Uh, okay, you so can taste crispy. You can have the texture of being crispy, but crispy doesn't have a taste. Is crispy like a describing word that like ever was cool? Like she's crispy. I feel like if it was, that was a Polly Shore descriptor. Yeah, that probably was. Well, because he also used the descriptor crusty. Oh like yeah, maybe in, that's what made me think of it. Encino man, right? She yeah. thinks you're crusty, Dave. <laughs> but I would think that the opposite of that would be, she thinks you're crispy, Dave. Yeah. I mean, going from crusty to crispy, I mean, that's a big jump. There's something so awesome about the vernacular or the Poly Shore lexicon. There is something <laughs> that is so great about it. Well, because it's so dumb. Yeah. That it's funny. Yeah. We's the juice. <laughs> I mean, I think I don't know you, if that's even appropriate to say. I don't even know what it means. I think it means just go for it, you know, uh, really. I don't know if we should dissect it. Well, I think we could all stand in, in terms of like achieving your dreams and going for something. I think we could all stand to wheeze the juice a bit more. Okay. You know what I mean? So jumping dimensions. Yeah. Hopping dimensions. People allegedly are experimenting with swapping dimensions. Mm-hmm. So this is what I wanted to talk about. This is, and then I wanted to see if maybe you and I could offer some help. Okay. Perhaps. So again, this is from the subreddit Dimension Jumping, and this is from Reddit user Confused Space Boy, which I agree, and I like hmm. that. Yeah. How to get to desired dimension okay. is the title of this story. So it's like you want a time machine. Well, in a way, I don't even. Yeah, but it's like, how do I how do I get to my desired dimension specifically? Okay. so not necessarily time, but dimension. And I like this a lot because this isn't like, is it possible? It's how do I do it? Yeah. Several months ago, I tried the mirror method. Okay. what's the mirror method? Uh, I'm going to have to look up what the mirror method is. Okay. and then the cup method twice. Okay, I don't know what any of these methods are either, but it makes me stoked. Uh, (laughs) All were tried separate weeks apart. I've meditated a lot, didn't focus on dimensions and just went on without thinking about any of it. None of it has worked. There's this one specific dimension I want to get in. I feel like this is like we're like. 
we've opened like maybe we're in a hallway and like we're looking for a specific door and we've opened the wrong door but it's really exciting and it's way above our heads and we're like maybe we just walk in here really quick yeah there's this one specific dimension i want to get to i try to just use my imagination but it doesn't feel right i want to be there not here i can't properly imagine being there if where i am right now is somewhere i hate i've tried achieving what i want but nothing has happened is there any way to get back to that one dimension? Oh, sorry. Is there any way to get to that one dimension? Could the methods I use have backfired? Ever since I first tried jumping, I've had extreme deja vu. Everything I do has already been done before and it's boring. Whoa. Hmm. I've tried to stop it, but I've failed each time. Every road trip or camping trip, I've swallowed a snake each time. Oh, that doesn't say that. Every road trip <laughs> or camping trip, every thought, action, and word that, I, that I've or others have said have all been deja vu. I want to be back in the other dimension. Help. So wait, they wanted to be in a different dimension, tried it, thought it failed, but then kind of found themselves backtracked in their same dimension, and now they want to come Back to the one that they said was boring, but also this one's boring. They want to go. I feel like there's asking for a lot. Like, what? where do you want to be? I think first things first, learn how to properly jump a dimension and then you can be picky. Yeah. But I guess this dimension that they're in is boring because they've already experienced this dimension before because okay. everything is deja vu, but they want to get to a different dimension that's maybe a little bit newer and fresher. Kind of seems like... Uh, they have a problem of grass is always greener. Dimension is always brighter. Yeah. Yeah. So what are some ways? So we do not know what the mirror method is or the cut method. If you if you were going to offer this person advice yeah. on how to get to their desired dimension, what do you think is a method that you would want to try out that might have I don't, some legs on it? Because this is such a way out of my element topic. I don't even know where I'd begin with it. I don't know. Like... When you said mirror like method, I just thought of like staring in the mirror for just long periods of time. Just like right I don't at know, it? like uh, like I don't even know. And then like a cut method, like maybe you just stare at the cut for a while. Like maybe if you just the theory is is if you just zone out on an object for long enough that maybe you jump into another dimension. But that doesn't make any sense. I don't know. I just Googled how to do the mirror method. Okay. Yeah, I want to know why, wh how, what, yeah. Okay, so I have just clicked on a link mm -hmm. that said dimension jumping for dummies. Good. That's right up our alley. Here's the mirror method. Use at your own risk. Three exclamation marks. Okay. Oh, there's a lot. There's a lot of steps. So I'm going to do the SparkNotes version. So if you do want to try jumping dimensions, don't do, don't follow my steps because you might, I don't know, disappear or something. Well, just like anything that we say on this show, maybe just do your own research because yeah, <laughs> take ours with a grain of salt. Or an entire salt shaker. <laughs> okay. Step one. First things first. Yep. That's why it's step one. You're going to need a mirror. Okay, got that one. Okay, I figured that. I'm already on a good path. Okay, the bigger the mirror, the better. If you could theoretically walk through the mirror, meaning if it's bigger than your body, mm -hmm. that's great. That's better. Small mirrors will still work, but for whatever reason, the bigger, the better. Okay, great. Yeah. Step two, best times are at night. Most success happens around 12 uh, midnight to 3 a.m. You can still do it in the daytime. It's just harder. Okay. Okay, they don't explain why, but let's just believe them. Three, Turn off all the lights. Get rid of noise and sit facing the mirror. Have a candle between the mirror and you. The candle may or may not be needed. Okay. <laughs> but, we, but we started having a lot more success once the candle was involved. Everything else around you needs to be dark. Get a candle. If it's scented, I'm just going to say, if it's scented, better. Right. Pumpkin spice, whatever dimension mm. you jump to, might not have smelled that already. And they, you're welcome. <laughs> Uh, step four, relax, clear your mind. And then they have be positive here, but it's in all caps and it's bolded. So when people yell something at you, it usually doesn't make you positive or calm, yeah. but they've yelled be positive. If you're scared or think something is going to jump out at you, just stop and try again when you can relax. Remember that you and the reflection re represents another you. You can trust you. It's not another entity. It's not some demon. It's just you. Okay. Yeah, like how, say you're doing that and like that's the same steps as like 
hey, conjuring a demon. Like, whoops. Yeah, oopsie. Oopsies. <laughs> uh, step five, concentrate on your reflection. There is nothing else but you and you in the mirror. A you from a different place, a lot similar to your own. Call out to that you, the other version of yourself, whether it's out loud or in your head. Concentrate on switching places with that other version of yourself. It often helps if you can imagine pouring as much emotion and energy as possible when imagining you're switching into the other dimension. Step six, it takes a while. Some get it faster than others. But if you've shifted from your current universe, you'll feel something different or you'll just feel different in general. Okay, here are the signs for small shifts that might have happened that you know that you've jumped dimensions. Okay. A brief feeling of movement, a moment of disorientation. Or even your reflection blinking at you when you did not blink. That would be very cool to see. Mm, cool or creepy? Very cool. Mm. Yeah. Bigger shifts include your reflection moving on its own or even the feeling that you've literally moved to the other side. Okay. The bigger the shift, the more you feel. Yep. Seven. If you feel any signs, stop. Take a few days to know any changes. The signs can be small like a scar on someone that's mysteriously disappeared or something being a different color. The more you shift, the bigger the differences you'll see. Other signs you may notice uh, when the switch occurs, euphoria, slight shivers for a few seconds, reflection moving without you moving, feeling of falling, a bursting of light across your vision, or slight static shock. Optional, but it does work better if you have a destination in mind. For example, you can focus on your switching places with you that has more money or slightly better off in general. Uh, and then it just says Harry did this and he had the most positive results. Who's Harry? But what, whatever. <laughs> I just don't even know what dimension I'd want to be in because it, it's always a thing like, okay, you want more money, but then there's going to be like downsides. Like maybe you're not going to have love or happiness or say you're just like, I just want to be really happy. But then like... You're really happy, but at the same time, like everyone around you is sad. Like, exactly. there's always a con to your pro. So maybe just like stay in the dimension you're supposed to be in. I and don't I, know. And I also feel like if you jump, the moment you jump, you're like, oh, okay, I can jump dimensions. But then, then maybe you're like never going to be satisfied with what you have and you're just going to continue to jump and jump and jump and jump. Right. Maybe there's side effects. Exactly. Like, is there a disclaimer at the bottom saying like side effects include blah, 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 blah. Side effects include completely altering your entire life and the life of, <laughs> of, others, of, of others around you. Yeah. Well, there's like the butterfly effect and like there is. how that could contribute if you change one little thing. And I don't know. I mean, even that... That newer show with Nick Offerman, Devs, that oh. kind of played with dimensions a little bit and different outcomes. And it kind of seemed like when you messed with it, it it didn't go in your favor. No. In also, a, also have way. we have we mentioned just how great of a show Devs is? Yeah, Devs is cool. Oh, it's we such a good show. We also talked about um, an older British show called Release the Hounds. And if you're looking That's for right. a spooky competition type, I don't know. Yeah, it's a competition. Show. Watch it. It's so great. Release the Hounds is hilarious because of seemingly everything that they're able to get away with. Well, and how creative their spooky creative team is. Like, yeah. basically, the concept of the show is that you sign up to go on the show. They kind of put you in the middle of nowhere and you have to do these missions not necessarily in spooky places, like they've made them spooky, but like you have to do these little missions to get to the end. And at the very end, you have money and you can only keep it as if you outrun like all these attack dogs. Yeah. And like, yeah. it's so great. Like, it's the greatest concept for a show. I it's, love it. You know, it's hilarious. We were talking about it this morning and I think it is coming back. I think they said 2020. It's coming back. That's what the internet said. So we'll see. I don't know. But it was like back in 2016 or something, 15, 16. Something like that. Yeah. yeah. But I we watched it on Netflix a long time ago. I don't know where you can find it now. I think Hulu, but yeah, just, just search it up. Just search. It's a good, spooky, fun, you know, spooky season show, I guess. Yeah, it is. Just fun. Get together with your friends on Zoom or whatever else and watch Release the Hounds together and go, ooh, scary. It's pretty great. Or, ha, 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 funny. <laughs> uh, well, that's basically all I have. I might, if, 
I'll only talk about dimension jumping if I find something that I think is particularly compelling. Uh-huh. But that, you know, also take that with a grain of salt because I also think that a dog looking different is particularly compelling. So, yeah. you know, who knows who knows what to expect? Do you think they're they could be kind of the same thing in a way? I mean, I think so. If you're jumping in dimension like when objects changed, it kind of reminded me of the story you told about the girl thinking that her dad always drank from a white cup or something and then yeah. one day it was black. Like, could she have accidentally jumped a dimension? I mean, maybe she was just staring at herself in the mirror for too long. I think that a glitch in the matrix kind of is sort of related to maybe something happening with dimensions like bumping into one another, an unintentional dimension jump, someone yeah. coming into ours. You've accidentally switched anything. Yeah, yeah. anything. Well, Linz, we have some voicemails mm -hmm. on our Spooky Spouses hotline, which you can call whenever you want. The number is 803-816-2667. It's actually been, in the last two weeks, blowing up, which is great. I'm excited. Well, here is one that we got, and it seems urgent. You ready? Yes. Oh, guys, this is Ty from that other show on the Scavengers Network. Hello! Um, I was just looking out the window. I'm, uh, on the eighth floor of a building and I saw, uh, on the roof of a building nearby, I saw a, um, well, I, 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 it was a groundhog, but it was not on the ground. It was on the roof of a building. And, and I don't know what to, I don't, I don't know what to do with that information. I don't know if maybe perhaps this was a skyhog. I don't know. I, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. And I thought maybe, maybe you guys would know. That's all. Have a good day. So, okay. Ty, thank you for calling. And Ty saw a groundhog, which the name implies it's a little hog animal that lives on the ground. Right, and it was not on the ground. It was on the roof of an eight-story building. Okay, so what, <laughs> Eli called us and told us that there's like a raccoon society in the sewers by him. Yes. Do you think like there's like a society of groundhogs that don't live in the ground? Do you think, oh, and then just because of voicemail in general, uh, Ty did call it a sky hog, and I want everyone <laughs> just to move forward with that information in their lives. Here's what I think. Yeah. My gut tells me, because I believe that Ty and Eli both live in Georgia. Okay. So maybe they live close by to one another. If not, they're at least in the same state. Yeah. And if there is some sort of a high-functioning, Illuminati-esque raccoon society that lives underground, they need lookouts, right? Well, how about this? Okay. All right. I said that, what if it's a society called it a skyhog society of groundhogs that live up on the roof. Yeah. Well, if you've ever seen the movie Vanilla Sky, it's kind of a jump dimension, weird after death society that uh -huh. you give your body to, which they could be part of, which here's the creepy part. We related the raccoons to a secret society of eyes wide shut also with Tom Cruise. Now we're talking about Vanilla Sky of the Skyhogs, also featuring Tom Cruise. I think it's Illuminati or Scientology happening in Georgia. Now, really quick, though, I do want to just make sure that you did think about saying the new name for the movie would be Vanilla Skyhog. Yes. Okay. About the groundhogs that have also donated their bodies to this afterlife society. Yeah. It all relates around Tom Cruise. And I mean, and then they're in Georgia. And I talked about the Georgia Guidestones and no one knows what that means. And now all the animals are being wacky. Yeah. I think that's a conspiracy. Uh, I do, too. I think it's a pretty blatant conspiracy that no one seems to be hiding or covering up anymore. You now have vanilla high, vanilla sky hogs. Yeah. You have um, eyes wide, raccoons wide shut. Yeah. Underground. You have the guidestones. I do know, so spoiler, or behind the scenes, Eli sent me a text yeah. that said he and his partner 
are going to be making a trip to the Guidestones. I want to see the Guidestones. They're weird. The whole lore behind it is like, what if it was this? What if Tom Cruise knows how to jump dimensions? Because uh, he's that kind of guy. Because he does know how for sure. Yes. Like if he know if any celebrity knows how to jump dimensions, it's probably Tom Cruise. Who's the other one? For sure. Say it to the count of three um, because I know it. Tell me when 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 you know it. Okay. The only other celebrity that knows how to jump dimensions. We'll yeah. go one, two, three, and then you say it. One, two, three. Rick Jeff Moranis. Goldblum. Okay. Okay. Do you think Rick but Moranis? Yeah, I could see Goldblum too. Me but too. he's he's openly weird though. You gotta like have secret I guess Tom Cruise is pretty openly weird too. Yeah. But he's a little secrety. Rick Moranis. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, but anyways, so Tom Cruise jumps dimensions. Yeah, time time travels. Yes. He went back and he was the mysterious guy that wanted to build the Georgia Guidestones. What was that dude's name? You remember? It doesn't matter. I forget. Yeah. But I think he gave a fake name anyways. It was like a total fake name. They didn't even know what his Talky name was. Talky person guy. Yeah. Building the stone guy. Um, but, <laughs> but he did that. Built the stones. The stones are about, hey, my career is going to explain What's about to happen in Georgia? Did Eyes Wide Shut was like, ah, you might see this again with the raccoons. And then did Vanilla Sky and was like, yeah, you might see a groundhog or two up in the sky. Skyhogs. Skyhogs. Yeah. Yeah. Man. Okay. So first, I really want there to be a side-scrolling adventure game called Skyhogs. Um, (laughs) But then preferably on on the PlayStation platform. Yeah. But I think most importantly, Eli, your trip to the Georgia Guidestones, I think just became a lot more important. Yeah, if you a find lot more vital. anything that could be related to Tom Cruise. Anyway. I think the government's going to be after me. I think Scientology is going to come after me then. Why you? Because I'm the one stating these theories. Okay, so... If I disappear... Yeah? I've been Have kid- Mason do the show. <laughs> <laughs> Have Mason do the show because he's already got experience, yeah, but sure. also like... You know where I am. I'm being kidnapped by Scientologists. Well, I don't know where you are. I know what's happened to you. I don't know where you are. Yeah. You and I, I actually just saw an ad on Instagram today for the trackable GPS things you can put on your dog. Just put it on me. I think you and I both need them on ourselves and then we'll be able to track each other. We could put them in our glasses. We always have our glasses. Well, yeah, because we, we, we need them to see. Yeah. If you're good, if, if you're listening and you're about to steal us, joke's on you. We put a tracker on our glasses. <laughs> Try to figure that one out. I don't know. I think it's all related to Tom Cruise. That's my answer. I do too. Uh, the only other option, literally the only other option, is that the Skyhogs and the raccoons are battling somehow for mm-hmm. maybe supremacy or I'm not really sure what else. But Ty, please keep an eye on buildings, spe- specifically the top part that, yeah. you know, that the that the uh, sun and the rain touches. Keep an eye on those. Wow. What a great message. <laughs> a message? From Ty to us. Oh, and I then, thought you meant what I said. I'm like, I didn't state a message. I stated fact, a factual yeah. conspiracy theory. Well, no, it's not a conspiracy theory. It's a conspiracy. Or no, it's a it's a fact. It's not now just fact. A fact spiracy. Okay. All right. We can cool. workshop that one. Cool. Maybe we should just be done then. Okay, we're done. I think my brain has had enough of jumping dimensions and realizing Tom Cruise really loves Georgia. Yeah, we're done. It's time for us to go make a smoothie. Uh, well, that being said, we're going to go make a smoothie, but we would like to thank... Eli Rexford Chambers for writing the music you heard at the beginning, the middle, and the end of our show. You can find Eli on social media platforms at Eli Who Does Music. He's sweet and, you know, emotionally available, and he has long hair now. And uh, yeah, he has flute arms, and that's about it. We'd also like to thank everybody at the Scavengers Network. Hey, come support us at thescavengersnetwork.com. We have merchandise on there. There's a lot of great shows on there. There's bonus content. If you decide to become a Patreon, you can donate, you know, $5 to $500 million. We're not going to stop you at nope. your price. Uh, check it out. We're on there. We have merch on SpookySpousesCast.com. And um, just putting a little bug out there, there might be a special little Halloween edition sweater coming soon. Can you make well, a ghost noise? Ah! Okay. I think I'd be a scarier ghost just based on what we just did. 
Yeah. I'd well, be way see, scarier. I think I'd be scarier though because I wouldn't make a noise and I think that's scarier. Mm-hmm. Silence is always creepier. Okay. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> we would also like to thank each and every one of you. Yes, even you and you for listening to our show, for sticking with us, for helping support us just by listening, really, by your interaction and your activity. And if you like the show and you want to tell people about it, we're not going to stop you. Yeah, you're totally allowed to do that. Actually, like, encouraged to do that. Yeah, like, that's really cool. Yeah, sure is. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, dude. That's pretty crispy. You know what it is? That's probably literally the crispiest thing you can do yeah. is tell a friend, one person about our show. Yeah, fried and greasy. No, Super- not greasy. Oh. Because greasy is soggy. Well, I don't, you know, I heard Thomas Middleditch say like he was, he flies his little plane around and stuff. Yeah. And like he sometimes like makes these really good landings and he'll post them on Instagram and they're like a sigh of relief for me because I'm terrified of flying in planes. Yeah. But he calls his landings greasy. So I thought maybe it was a cool thing now. Okay. Maybe it's not. I don't know. Well, for him, it's cool because he's kind of allowed to do whatever he wants and it's just already really cool. Yeah. You and I, you and I don't have that luxury. Because we're not yeah. very cool. We could try to bring it to, you know. Well, why don't we stick with Crispy and see where it goes? Okay, cool. All right. Okay. Awesome. We'd also like to thank each and every one of you because you tell people about our show and you listen to our show and like you're super crispy. Yeah. Y'all y'all are the crispiest. <laughs> uh, well, until we release an episode, which is probably going to be around Tuesdays for a little while. Um, Maybe. I don't know. We, we're kind of, you know. We've been busy. We've been busy. We've been a little busy. So bear with us and listen to old episodes if you want. Yeah. Or or just tell, or, you know, just do whatever you want. Listen to, listen to, I don't care. Listen to a bird. Cool. Um, <laughs> but until we release a new episode or another episode, I hope that you all have, that you all see a lot of animals on the tops of buildings that makes you think, huh. Probably Tom Cruise. Mm-hmm. I hope this week, um, maybe you feel inspired and you watch some of the shows we talked about either devs or release the hounds or maybe vanilla sky or eyes wide shut because it's halloween okay well until next week probably have a spooky one and we'll see you all later bye 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 Molly has left. She, I've already went over this. She probably will roll around. You'll probably hear her. There she goes. She's already snorting. And she's very cute. Unrelated to Molly, Lindsay gave me a new mouse. And I'm using the mouse um, on my computer right now. And in your it's, house. I'm using this mouse in our house. And it's very fast. And I like it a lot. And, you know, it fits my hand better. And I just feel like I can just click on whatever I want. Here's the sound of our, my old mouse. Not as good. No, it sounds puny and gross. Yeah. Here's the sound of this new mouse. It's a quieter click. It's stealthy. It's a nice click. Yeah, it's stealthy. Yeah. What do you like more about this mouse? Um, that it's stealthy, that the fact that you can creep on the haters on the internet now without them knowing. I also just noticed that there's a red light on the top, which makes me feel like a elite gamer. Oh, I didn't know it had a red light. Yeah, it just now it turned off, but it's in the shape of a... Tr- I think we tested our mics fine. Okay. All right, bye. The Scavengers Network. Creator-driven. Community-focused. Treasured content. PodCube, podcasts from the past delivered to the future. With PodCube's pseudo-linear 4D adiabatic qubit streaming technology, you can select any point in history and record it for personal gain. What was the group dynamic with Australopithecus? What brand of cigarettes did the Spanish Inquisition smoke? Was Leonardo da Vinci a pants guy? Or a shorts guy? You can discover with PodCube. Listen for yourself to the flagship PodCube podcast, Alabaster's Haberdashery, recorded on location in 1880. Simply search PodCube, all one word, in your podcast app or visit poweredbypodcube.com. PodCube, the future is yesterday. Hey, well...